second diatribe before Elias. any Griffey plays. <laughs> Man, Elias. I'm looking at a rock star right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a rock star. But you want to know something that's sad? Instead of coming out here and giving these people what they want, you're out here singing the same sad, tired diss track. <laughs> the same one. It's embarrassing. See, that's the difference between okay, you okay. and me. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whose kid is this? I got him, Valara. I just had dinner with the Obama. What did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off for Lauren Shorty, cause that is what you gon' do. Sabiato, new balance, some styling like a Zosu. God with the Pro Tools. Balls in the good dude. Ball like it's good man. Watts, you can come through. Boy, at the farms, at the farms, I'm the city voice. At the farms, at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating every city up. Why should you talking to one respect about the OGs? Rappers was wearing garbage, I put them on the Supreme. I got no problems from anybody on the TV. Cause I got some partners from Chopper, Chopper, Chopper City. Really, cold as my city, cold as my county. Who's messing with me? I was selling sneakers, I was selling CDs. Now I'm selling streams and women's dreams that need me. I be seeing things that used to be official. So I speak to God and tell him, please forgive me. I've been ungrateful, I'm thankful. I've been ungrateful, I'm thankful. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second episode of the A-Show that you're getting in 24 hours. I am Justin Davis, and I'm here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? What's up, man? Listen, second show today. Um, this is a marathon we're currently running. Yeah. Everyone, please make sure you tune into the 2K episode that dropped earlier today. Make sure if you're if you're just a fan of the podcast and you're like, oh, I need to listen to wrestling, and you know you you missed by a 2K thing, please go back check out the 2K thing. We dropped a lot of great news and a lot of and just great interviews, quite honestly. Yeah, and a, and a lot of uh, really cool stuff. I mean, right after we recorded that, they announced the the DLC for the game, uh, which is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, really hilarious. Well, who do we got? Who do we got? We got... Oh, uh, in, the, in the DLC, there'll be two DLC packs. There's the Rising Stars pack and the Titans pack. Uh, the Titans pack will have Bobby Lashley, EC3, and w- the War Raiders, uh, Rowan Hansen from NXT. And, okay. Well, actually, the EC3 is in NXT too, which is pretty cool. That, that's uh, that's going to be available. Usually, the DLC comes out uh, in early, in like the early part of the, the new year, early. So they say early 2019, I'd say by January, these characters will be available. Okay. And then, then you have the rising stars pack, which everyone is pretty much really excited and, and very happy about. You have Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Lacey Evans, Leo Rush, who, I mean, we'll be talking about a lot on this episode. Uh, Maria Canellis, Mike Canellis and Ricochet. Okay. Listen, got a little roster. The roster only gets bigger. I'm yeah. gonna, you know, everyone's talking about, yo, where's Champa? Yeah. He's he's still not in. He's still in the game. He's still not in the game. Damn. So uh, I guess guess we'll see him in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> 2K20, baby. That's I'm pretty ch- sure. Champa listen, mode. <laughs> what, I, I mean, Nikki Cross is gone too. But like, listen, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some really great cause created of those two. 
Uh, I mean, for what you get, this is a lot better than that year they gave us Austin Aries as DLC and you expected us to pay for him. So, Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a lot better. But if you did not check out the 2K19 episode, check it out. Please check it out um, right now on our SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all of those uh, outlets will, will have that episode. We talk about the new game and we have interviews with Cesaro, Carmella, Shanna Baszler, and who? who oh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, baby. Come on. So, uh, let, I mean, you, you got anything that, that's been happening to you, Mills? What's, what's going on? Oh, my God. I feel like, you know, just everything leading up to a show 50, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm overwhelmed. I'm all the other things above. Plus, we're doing other stuff with other podcasts. Me and Jeff yeah. are still in talks with Lookout. So, yeah. the Lookout, we're hoping to do some fun things as we get closer to the dragon ball super movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're currently just having discussions on that. Uh, what's been happening in my life. I feel like I've been, I've got like my smile back when it comes to going to the gym. I feel like I've been, you know, Ooh, I, lost my, I, I lost my smile. I wasn't motivated to work out because I just felt like, yo, like I've been working out consistently for like the past four years. Like, did, I'm you, get, so, did you get beat up by some Navy dudes? That's how you <laughs> <laughs> yo no man like yo that was wild yo <laughs> that's an era that i feel like needs to be like discussed a lot more um, yeah i feel like there's a, there's a whole i don't know sean michaels has a book right yeah he does where he discusses all of this like well he li- a lot of people say he lies about he it he probably so. did lie <laughs> I, I why would he not lie <laughs> yo but then i feel like just wrestlers like I don't know about wrestlers so much today. Wrestlers from the past definitely embellish crew. Like people who are embellished or people who are liars, people who like blow smoke up their own ass to make themselves look good. So I'm not completely surprised. Like, um, I feel like that's the area that we definitely need to talk about. But that's been my life. What's that? How's your life been, my friend? Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, you know, once again, Migo is uh, growing into such a, a great dog. I, I've been pretty much a, a, a dog parent all summer. And as, as the summer winds down and, you know, things get a little gone, bit more. Friend. I don't know if you know this already. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, not out here. Not out here. No, no. summer. I mean, well, the summer. All right. So when does summer truly end in L.A.? Because no, over November. here, it is over. November. Um, we are reaching very comfortable weather here in New York City. It's getting like highs of like early 70s. Like we're getting that already. Uh, no, we're we're. I mean, we're good. It's it's still warm-ish, but I, usually around November, that's when we start seeing rain. Okay, and that's when you know, like the winter's here. So that that's that's how you know. <laughs> but Migo's doing great. Uh, you know, I'm still coming down from the high of last week and and everything that happened that we'll, we talked about on the 2K episode. Getting prepared for for a show 50, which is something that you know, again, we we've been talking about it for about five weeks now. It's like something that we really really take seriously. Yes, and percent. And we're starting to get in the thick of it. Like we're we're gonna start um, talking to a lot of the uh, guests that will be on that show. We have more guests. We've been doing more guests in these last three four weeks than we've ever done. One hundred percent, man. But it's pre- I'm pretty excited. But let let's get into something else I'm excited about, which is uh, a lot of the news that's come out <laughs> this week. Uh, first off, Ray Mysterio Jr. is reportedly back with the WWE, uh, according to PW Insider, who just reported this today. He signed a two-year deal with the company. He wanted 18 months, but apparently WWE got the, two, the two-year deal, and allegedly, they say in the report, can't confirm this or deny this, that he has a clause where in 18 months he could possibly opt out. 
Um, how do you feel about this this news, Mills? And, and where do you think he's going to land up or end up? You think he's going to go to Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live? <laughs> so I think anywhere that Rey Mysterio lands is pretty much a big deal. I think he's one of those superstars that will last, you know, he cemented his legacy major over the past 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. If you've been talking about Mexico and all that other stuff. I think in the WWE, he is very much so a prize jewel. He is somewhere where the energy changes, um, wherever he lands, the kids are definitely going to be there. Wherever he lands, there's a little bit of excitement. I think, quite honestly, if they need him anywhere, it's probably going to be on Monday Night Raw. Wow. Yeah. I think think really, if you truly need him anywhere, it's Monday Night Raw. I feel like Monday Night Raw needs that sort of... SmackDown, it's kind of easy. To me, SmackDown kind of has its own sort of system already set up. Um, Whereas Raw is still figuring out the kinks of things, but I think just a, a lot of matchups you could potentially have on Monday Night Raw that we haven't seen and a lot of superstars who could benefit from being in the ring with Rey Mysterio. What about you? What do you think, man? I mean, I think you gotta you gotta go SmackDown. I think there is a very low amount of baby faces on that show. There is Daniel Bryan, AJ, uh, who else? Ty Dillinger, r Truth. <laughs> Jeff's gone. <laughs> Yo, so okay, you you made it like it was a steep drop because I when you started dropping Ty Dillinger after <laughs> there aren't many faces. How many faces are on SmackDown? Oh my God, there's a, there's a whole Rusev man. We're we're, we're oh, in the Rusev five, era. Five, five, five okay. faces. All and right. then you have on the other side, Randy or Nakamura, Samoa Joe, The Miz, uh, who else, who else, who else? Uh, you got like, and even like tag teams, like The Bar and stuff like that. Like there are more heels on SmackDown right now. Listen, we have the face act of New Day. New Day is ready to tear up the entire scene. You know what? I, I 100% agree with you from that sort of standpoint, but I really do think like considering three hour show, we need time to fill. We need someone that's going to pop really easily. I think Rey Mysterio, 100% Monday Night Raw. And I think eventually you transition him to SmackDown, maybe sometime next year when they're about to have, you know. I think, I think you, I think you put in Ray with Nakamura or Miz. You know what? SmackDown one Friday on, Andrade Almas, SmackDown <laughs> 1000. That's the that's the layup. That is the layup that they're 100% going to do because yeah. the, the opposing Mexican star has always been in Rey Mysterio's future. It's always been Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero and you know, um ADR, I forgot his name now, Alberto, Alberto Del, Rio. Del Rio. Um everything like that. So that's easily the layup. You know they'll probably do it. SmackDown 1000 is literally a month away. Um He's been a very major part of SmackDown. Everything from his feuds with Eddie Guerrero, winning tag team championships, being really part of that SmackDown 6 of the 2000, Paul, 2002 Paul Heyman era. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe we see him on SmackDown. I wouldn't be mad at that either. I, I, and I think if you do do that, you, you do do it at that show and you do get that pop because that's his show. Have him do the, 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 uh, the old entrance where he pops up from the floor from hell. Oh, my God. I think his knees just... You know, return back to full. Nah, he got that stem cell. He got that stem cell. <laughs> <laughs> His knee is good, my my dude. He got new good. knees, baby. That's yeah, what. That's what's going on. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So you know what? I'm I'm been sold. Rey Mysterio on SmackDown just because that that SmackDown 1000 thing. Maybe a feud with Shinsuke Nakamura is what I'm. Woo. You know, we've, it's very, never we've never seen it. We've never. 
and and, and this is the time. I mean, this is the period. It, now, you think for his two-year deal, how active do you think he's going to be on the roster? I think he'll be very active for that first year, and I think he will be. Uh, it'll be give or take uh, for the because there are a lot of guys that are probably on their way out or on their way to part time. You know, like I, th- right. I think AJ. I think AJ might have one good year left in him. He might get, end up getting the Shawn Michaels, you know, the last like three years of Shawn Michaels career where he was just like, after WrestleMania, I'm off for like three months and then I return at SummerSlam and absolutely start my year there. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Um, Rey Mysterio, you know what? The thing is, though, I think they're definitely going to make him work a little bit more. They definitely want him on the house shows and a lot of different things. I think that's kind of how the WWE agreements have been over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, pushing back to like that RVD agreement where he decided like I'm going to work these three months <laughs> and then leave <laughs> and then leave and then come back for like another four months and then by like the third iteration it was like this isn't working out you need to be here more consistently so people don't like your momentum doesn't like drop every fucking you know four months or so so he would, he'd always do like an extreme ass match to get him off TV and then come back like nothing ever happened it, but you realize it was just the same old Rob Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's just the same old ass Rob Van Dam. Like, come the, on. Remember when they paired him up with uh, Ricardo? Yes. Oh, that my was, God. That was, that was weird. That was weird. Listen, this is the pre, you know, this was when they were figuring things out. 100%. Dark era. There was a dark, dark, dark era. era. Now, now they've kind of got the agreements in place because of things like that. And, you know, maybe we'll see Ray Mysterio every week. It's a two-year deal. I think that's what the Hardys had. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the Dudleys had. Uh, but I think the Dudleys just said a year in, like, we're out. Like, forget it. Um, the said a year in. Uh, we ain't getting pushed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, pushed. so it makes me wonder. But Rey Mysterio is a different type of commodity. When you talk about, you know, I, I, you know, put him with the Hardys or someone that could usually his shelf life for the entire two years can be used pretty well. I think it says a lot that they said he didn't want a two year deal. He went to 18 months. So we'll, we'll definitely see what happens after that first year. You going back to AAA. He was like, yo. <laughs> make my money go back to mexico Do spread the wealth dip. yeah dip come back like you know he's a he's a hall of famer automatically so? automatically automatic he, sometime he in the that. next couple of years you think like uh i would think that this actually gets me to another conversation that i had yesterday on twitter and i hate sure. to like hate to stay on this point for so long because we have nah, such, we got a lot to talk about Listen. but um Kofi Kingston, do you think he should go in twice? Okay, so I saw that. Yeah. I think his career with the New Day will always overshadow his actual singles career. Hmm. Okay. I 100% think so. I think because, he don't get me wrong, he has a very long singles career. But I think it's really the New Day that kind of took Kofi Kingston to a superstar level. Like, it... it, 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 it you, pretty much from that era, all you have left from that like Deep South era is Kofi Kingston, The Miz, and I think maybe Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I think those other two have ascended to a sort of superstar level where Kofi Kingston didn't necessarily reach that until he got to that New Day fame. And I think New Day, the fact they it just transcends, I think it really overshadows his career. I don't think people really truly appreciated Kofi Kingston until he got part of the New Day. Okay. I really don't. I, I really think that. Well, you... 
But you you wouldn't be mad if he he went in twice though. No, I wouldn't be mad. I would say okay, you it's deserve. I don't know where he'd go in. I think but it's kind of like what would he go in as? It's like the Jamaican Kofi Kingston. No, he'd go in as the guy, like the high flyer that kind of transcended. Like they don't really got to even touch on New Day that much because I think they're going to all three go in like the Freebirds. So you think, all right, so what do you think about like, so do you think Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, they all go in twice? Yes. Oh, absolutely. They're all Grand Slam champions. Right. They're all so Grand could, Slam champions. I can see I, what you're saying. I think, I think, I think Dean goes in, Seth uh, inducts him. Seth goes in, Roman inducts him. Uh, Roman goes in, Dean or somebody inducts him. And then when all three of them go in, uh, Vince inducts them or something like that. Or, or if, you know, God willing, he's alive, you know? Right. So uh, <laughs> that would be wild if Vince inducts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be wild. But yeah, yes. it would. It would. Like, like I, I, I Triple I, H would probably. Triple H is their father. Triple H is. Yeah, Triple H absolutely. was the Roman guy. Yeah, he was. He was. And and I think, well, you know, let the internet tell you that you know it's political hit. Like Triple H hates Roman, but you know Ooh. that is what it is. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, Kofi Kingston. I hope you know one day when he goes in, I, I you know what I do think if he does win the world title, he's gonna go in by himself. That's the only thing he hasn't won. Do you ever think he will win it? Mm, I, I don't know. There's, there's a long time between now and when he retires. He's like 38, 39 now. So yeah. There's, there's, there's a while. I mean, he's he's the, 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 but the way, so the way superstars and yeah, we're still on this. We're like <laughs> moving from point to point, but it's seamless. It's seamless. It's good. I think the way superstars are kind of keeping up with their health and things like that, it's a lot easier for them to stay mobile in these years as opposed to like 10 to 15 to maybe even 20 years ago where everyone was kind of very broken. Um, it's weird because they're doing way more dates, yeah. but yet they seem to have these longer shelf life. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, but I think it's a lot more of the health and the fitness and everything sort of moving with that. But yeah, I think I would hope Kofi Kingston wins a championship. I think the fact that there are two brands now opens up, you know, two different possibilities for being world champions. Give him uh, Universal. Give him Universal. Give, uh, I mean, it's tough, give man. Something. Give him something. It's, it's tough. I think it's very tough. Let him go back down and win NXT title. <laughs> that would be tough. Nah, I wouldn't. Oh, God. I no, I'm just playing. I, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, ne- next thing on, on our agenda, uh, 205 Live jumps time slots. So it's, it's going to now air, and I, I think not a lot of people knew this. They actually announced it, like, over the weekend <laughs> last no, week. People didn't know it when they went to SmackDown and they showed up and 205 Live was going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I saw on Twitter. I was like, I wish they told us, and there's, like, empty seats. And it's there's so two- wild. It's so wild people go up for, like, WWE empty seats, but when, like... Kenny Omega can't sell out the fucking Long Beach Pyramid. Mm. Nobody says anything. Okay, Sorry, all right. I just want to. I just want to get spicy a little bit. I hear I the spice. Spicy a little bit. It's okay. It's all right. Like people, people like take pictures of the empty seats, but not like the uh, the CEO show in Orlando that was that looked like a fucking <laughs> bingo. Huh? Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. Anyway, two hundred five live will now tape before SmackDown on Tuesdays and air before NXT on Wednesdays. I think it's a perfect time slot. I I really love the uh, the idea that we get three really great wrestling shows on Wednesdays uh, with 205 NXT and Mae Young now. Um, I, I really like the idea. I love it. I love the idea. I feel like definitely if you had to choose between taping after SmackDown or before SmackDown, I think before SmackDown is by far 
the better idea because you kind of send people home at a reasonable time. Whereas after SmackDown, it's like you're 11 o'clock. It's like, do I really want to sit through 205 Live? I mean, I could get, you know, beat traffic, all this other things. Um, I'm thinking it from that perspective, but also think from just the superstars. It, it just makes more sense. I always felt like they were kind of like, handicapped like gently in a way especially how you start 205 live it kind of has to start the same way every time because you have to change those you know blue ropes to purple ropes and you have to do all those other things i think it's a it's a better slot and quite honestly paired with the next c it's a really good really good two hours of tv shit. really good and I feel like, you know, maybe one day they'll do a 205 versus NXT show or something. Oh, like that. that'd be so great. Buddy Murphy versus fucking Gargano or somebody. Yeah, like. I oh, feel like that. Or, or NXT UK. I mean, even after the Mae Young Classic is over, you could throw on an NXT UK in the slot and you just you keep that balance of great wrestling for Wednesday nights. And I think that's something that the WWE Network has yet to actually solidify besides like pay-per-view nights and like whatever's going on after Monday Night Raw, like a real strong night where people are like, okay, we're tuning in. And that's been Wednesday because of NXT, but now it's just all the more reason to tune into the network on Wednesdays. Yeah, it's like, get your shit off Wednesdays, basically. Because, I mean, that's just the style of the matches that that air on on the uh, TV on those days. Uh, And some other contract news, speaking of of more masked luchadors, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. are Penta L Zero. Uh, it's been announced that they're staying with MLW. And, and I had heard a, co- a couple of things that they were going to actually sign with WWE. But it seems as though MLW has kind of locked them in to stay with them for at least another year. Uh, they're currently the tag team champions on MLW. And they're actually going to be using that storyline as a uh, kind of like a reality-based, 2K-fade-based storyline with Penta and Phoenix. Um, I'm not too bummed with the Rey Mysterio news coming out because I feel as though, I mean, even though you, you get them a year later, you're still going to get them at least sometime. I think they're two really great and really cool uh, faces that have never been seen before and they do stuff that's never been really done in the WWE before. So uh, it looks like we'll be waiting another year to see if they end up with New Japan or they end up back uh, on, on this side in Orlando or on, in New York with the main roster. You know, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I don't have too much experience with Phoenix or Pentagon. Um, but from what I've seen, they're incredibly impressive in the ring. And I think just bringing it to the WWE, I think they bring a different look for luchadors. I a different think they, style. Different style of lucha, too. Different style. Different a lot of things, man. It's like, you know, we could use them. We could use them, quite frankly. You know? I, just, I think Phoenix would be great on 205. I think Raw would probably love someone like Penta who has like the more Penta's more of like a I don't even want to use this as an as an example because his name is so tainted. I don't want to say Bray Wyatt, but Penta kind of has the he kind of has like the Finn Balor demon type thing. I'd say that. Like the, and I the think, out but, No, I think, you know. Vince loves that type of thing. Vince oh, loves yeah. the, you know, you're able to get something out of it. It's a little bit of show business. It's a little bit of, you know, character development that's already built in. And quite honestly, I put, you probably end up on NXT to refine that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. And I think NXT really, to me, NXT hasn't had really a real taste of an actual luchador in quite some time. Um, you know, you, you have, um, you had you had no one. They they had they had, they had they, no they, one. I mean, they had the CWC guys for a couple of the, for a couple jobs there when the CWC right. was popping, but no no real luchadors there. Yeah, so you kind of get that balance on sort of NXT. So I think maybe that's could where he, that's where he could potentially end up. But you know what? 
I haven't seen Lucha Underground. I don't know. I feel like I need to. I don't have the El Rey network. That's really one of the problems. And then maybe if I had it, I'd it's probably... on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I would All say right. really watch watch season one and two. Okay, those are my favorite seasons. It got way too out of the like out of this world on the other seasons. Mm-hmm. So watch all the seasons that pretty much Ricochet as Prince Puma are on because he and he and Pentagon had such a great fucking rivalry on that show. I did see the ultimate. Um, what's it uh, Ultima Lucha? Yeah, I, I definitely watched those. Those are incredible shows. Yeah, they're um, great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's see where it goes. All right. Uh, next up, WWE Crown Jewel was announced uh, uh, in a, very softly <laughs> on Sunday night. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I mean, it's the, it's the worst kept secret in, in the game right now. But uh, yeah, it was renou- it was announced for November second. It will be going back to Saudi Arabia. I know a lot of people are very excited about that. Uh, the the commentary has already opened up. I don't really know what more we could say about this that we haven't said already. It's, it's you know what a lot of people are giving it shit again. One because it's so close to the actual all women show evolution. It's literally later that week. Yeah. Um, two just because it's you know WWE. The same reasons why they complained about the first ones are the same reasons they're complaining about the second ones. Is because there's no women featured on the show. I don't know what to really tell them because it's not really WWE's fault that there's. No, I'm sure they would take the women if they could. I'm sure they we, would. We, Emils, we've said this, and <laughs> but but even deeper than that, wrestling does not work within your best interests ever. So yeah. if you're if you're gonna defend WWE, but completely turn a blind eye to the fact that new Japan doesn't book women. You that that's, that's proof. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, uh, you know, defend either side, either, no one is, no one's good. Nobody's good. This is a trash, trash, <laughs> trash thing to love. Okay. Right. We're about to see pink ropes in a couple of weeks for a organization that is so shady. That there are, <laughs> if you just Google them, there will be so much shit coming up. Like it is so shady. Like I don't, I don't know why so many like wrestling journalists and stuff like that, stuff like that belabor the point. We get it. You're woke, but you're not really that woke. You're not that woke. You're not that woke, brother. Like you don't like a lot of them don't really care about women's representation at all. No, they don't. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. They really don't. Like, and I'm not saying that. Like that's a that is like a. Uh, I'm not trying to gatekeep either. It's just like it's just no. the truth. Like. It does suck, but it's like, how are you, are you going to stop watching? If you're not, then what the fuck else do you want them to do? They're going to take really? the Saudi money. It grossed more over $40 million. Uh, Greatest Royal Rumble grossed over $40 million. You're, you're bugging. They didn't have to sell a single ticket to that show. <laughs> like the Super Showdown, they have to sell tickets to. Right. That's why that show is what it is and why it looks like what it looks like right now. Because it, I mean, and that show looks like a fucking pay-per-view on crack. Okay. It's- it's tough. It's uh, people. People don't know what to. <laughs> they don't know what they want to be mad at. You're they right. don't really know what they want to be mad at. It's kind of like a. It's really. Uh, it's tiring, but it's, we. It'll the, turn up even more. It's going to turn up even more. The the we want talent movement that's just popped up on Twitter. Oh my god! It's another like. What are you really? What are you fighting? What are you really fighting for? Like, what are you fighting for? Are you fighting for better talent that WWE has provided over? They provided enough women's talent to have an alternative. So everyone yeah. likes something. 
You can have the in-ring talent. You can have an Oscar. You can have a Sasha Banks. You can have a Nikki Bella. You can have everything under the sun. Like, there's so much variety and there's so much difference. You have the May Young Classic, which yeah. is airing right now. And everyone's talking B1 talent. The talent's on the WWE Network, and it's airing right now. And it's going to be featured on WWE Evolution. The fact that everyone's sort of complaining and just like it, 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 it belabors the, the initial point of the give, you know, give divas a chance movement that sort of started the entire WWE women's revolution or something like that. When you're kind and of, it al- and it also proves that they don't really care about the women. Yeah. They just care about like, here's my they thing, care like, about no what the, the women they like or the yeah. women they see. And it's not, it's, it's not necessarily the point of just like, all right, let's give all time. Let's give the proper due. You've seen people like Lana eventually evolve in the ring because of this movement and mm-hmm. become more than just like, you know, 10 years ago, she would have never stepped in the ring and she would have just been eye candy. 15 years ago, she would have been in bra and panties matches all the time, but she's actually taking the step forward to get better inside of the ring. Um, you have people like Becky Lynch, who's now women's champion. She's the biggest star in the company. She's the biggest star in the company. And she's Becky the biggest star. Like, have you seen her YouTube views? They're crazy. They're bigger the, than Ronda's. You, you, you have women like who are interested in becoming professional wrestlers and want to actually have this chance. And it's just people, it's, you're, bel- you're belaboring the point. Like, you're, you're muddying up what you actually want. And what you want is for women and men in the WWE to be on the same level and have the same sort of thing. And this sort of we want talent sort of movement completely, it's just you're fighting within yourselves and it's not working for a better goal. And that's kind of, I had this diatribe on, 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 on um, I wouldn't call it a diatribe, but this, this rant. And you were on the podcast too about the stands and stuff and that sort of side of Twitter. Yeah. You're, you're working against each other as opposed to working together for the best common goal. And you, it's, it's tiring. Just, I know. It's, it's frustrating. tiring. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's like, yo, come on. Like, are we still really fighting about this in a time where we have Asuka, where Asuka and Charlotte is one of the, one of the greatest women's WrestleMania matches of all time? We're just, you know, just this week, we see Becky Lynch win the women's championship. We're just this week, we, we have an all-women's pay-per-view. Actually, where was we want, hashtag we want talent, you know, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. When you were conditioned to like all of these people. And you didn't care. Like... Hey, we hey we spicy on here this week. We real it's, we real turned up. Second show of the day. It's it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. Like it's embarrassing because like it's it's not even the fact that the men don't respect the women. It's now it's the women not respecting the women, and it's kind of like, are you serious? Yeah. And, and the thing is, it is it is it does suck sometimes. I mean, it's like yo, not only that, like but we like the Hulk Hogan thing. Right, I'm I'm not over that shit. Like we're bringing up a lot of issues right now that suck, but it's like to belabor the point of the the crown jewel event. Don't watch it. Don't you already know what it's going to be like? It's not really going to matter. Like what what was the one match that mattered from that? It was it was Roman and Brock, right? Right. Like that was it. Like it's not really going to matter. You can you can sh- show your disapproval, but with your wallet. This is literally everything. I mean, people complained. <laughs> You know what? It's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. People are complaining. Oh, it took too long for Becky to be pushed. Oh, Asuka has become worthless. Oh, Alexa Bliss is facing Trish Stratus. All of this is great because none of this would have happened five years ago. None of it. Yeah. 
multiple stories. And I, and I even think, and this is even before we get to SmackDown. It's like, and I was going to say that when we got there, like Becky's character now and the fact that people keep thinking she's a heel, it's like so crazy because she's so, she's speaking to such an audience right now that feels exactly how this character feels. And that is an audience that is underrepresented. Right. And that's really her character right now. And you've never seen a woman character on any of these shows like that. Yo, not even the Becky, not even the uh, the the Sasha Bailey thing was like this. It wasn't about that. On, on Monday Night Raw, they have Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Bailey, Dana Brooke, Ember Moon, Liv Morgan, Mickey James, Natalia, Nia Jax, Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey, Ruby Wright, Sarah Logan, and Sasha Banks. And guess what? They were all featured on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, all of them. They were all <laughs> featured on Monday Night Raw. When does that ever happen? When is the entire female roster featured on Raw? Never. Never. People, somebody will probably say, well, they're just doing that because they, 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 they don't want to uh, drown out evolution, but they're going to forget about it in the week. I'm like, bro, they shoved evolution down our, like, they shoved, they shoved it down our throats the first week and people were like, okay, you're shoving it down our throats. We don't want it anymore. And now they're saying they're not talking about it enough. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You, you can't please everybody. You can't. You really can't. You can't. But uh, let, let's talk about uh, Hell in a Cell. What did you think about the show? Hell in a Cell was a good show, man. It was, it was a, a really good, good show. show. It was a it's, good show. Go ahead. Probably, probably top five of the year had that had the ending not been what it was. Had the ending, had a Hell in a Cell match not ended in a no contest, <laughs> which is like, huh? That's extreme. That's like a gunfight ending with someone <laughs> getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, what? But you know what? from top to bottom literally top to bottom everyone the fact that they increased the show an hour they didn't you know on the main card there's seven matches on the overall card there's eight matches but the fact everything got time everything a lot of things got time everything is in the double digits i mean if you want to look at it well what's one of your standout well we have to talk about the standout match of the night it's it's got to be the tag team match right um I really, really enjoyed the tag team match a whole lot. The tag team uh, championship I, match. I, I I went four on it, but I think that because I'm such a mark, I might have loved Fla- uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair more. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, but you know I think, I mean, I, I went four on Orton and Hardy. Uh, I went four and a half on Lynch Flair. I went four on that tag match, and I went four on, on Joe Styles. I think that's that's great. I don't think the show was turned like from the beginning to the, to around the end when it started getting to like the, the mixed tags when it kind of started faltering for me. But I mean, I chalked that up to just quality and the fact that I've been watching the show for like three hours at that point. Right. And you still were kind of engaged in the show. I mean, seeing Jeff Hardy's ending to the initial match and that sort of fall and the kind of the brutality of the match, it was way more vicious and way more graphic and way more gruesome than we're used to in these WWE type of matches. We had blood and they weren't trying to cover that shit up either. You had a screwdriver in someone's ear and twisting yeah. it around. And it's not so much whether it actually hurt or not, because of course it's gauges. Like you get your ears gauge, that hurts. But essentially it's just like, yo, the visual. Uh-huh. The visual is something. It's it's kind of rated R. It's kind of you know. It's a it's a that's not PG. And it's crazy that it's for someone in like his twentieth year, that Orton's still having these moments. Like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a moment that they bring back one day when they talk about Hell in a Cell matches. It's crazy. The Becky Lynch, you know, Becky Lynch winning the women's championship. Um, how did you necessarily feel about that? I felt like we called it, or maybe we did. We did not call it. Uh, we we didn't call said it. it was, we said it was going to be a no contest. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. All right. Never mind. 
we did not call it. We you wanted to say Becky, I believe. Then you more than I wanted to say Becky. I did. I wasn't so sure on Becky. I was pretty sure she would win it in Australia. Um, at this point, I don't think she's gonna. I think she's gonna retain in Australia. I think they're gonna run with this Becky thing, and I think that they should. I really think if there's an opportunity to give Charlotte more reins, <laughs> they're going they, to take it. They've done that though. I think that was their opportunity to give her one more, even if it was in a transitional role. I just mm-hmm. from from the way that, it, and we'll talk about it when we get to SmackDown. Like from the way it's being booked now, I don't see. It's going the way that I think that I was talking about on our show a couple weeks ago, I believe, where it was like, you ha- why not have Charlotte do a losing, a, kind of like a losing angle to get her back for the Royal Rumble? Because we know it's possible she's probably going to win the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. She can take a couple losses here, and Becky needs the rub. Right, 100%. So now that I see that they, they're pulling the trigger on Becky and they're all in, I don't see them flipping it back to Charlotte in, in Australia. It just wouldn't make sense. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great show, um, and it, it, it leads us show. it leads us right into Raw, where the the main event for Crown Jewel was set up. Uh, in case you didn't know, Brock Lesnar, in the biggest surprise of the night for Hell in a Cell, he returned to WWE. Uh, he was the one he he kicked down the door of the Hell in a Cell, which is supposed to be this impenetrable. Uh, <laughs> fortress. Oh wait, wait, quick quick thoughts thoughts about it being red. I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it. It's very intense. Like and I, marketable yeah I, I thought it looked cool I, I know a lot of people were you know people are never happy with anything right uh i think they should continue with the red cage i love it i loved it um but it got it got destroyed so i don't know if it might come back but he he beat people up with the door uh and with the chair and, and, and part and, of a table and with part of a table and uh so on raw braun and Romy came out i'm guessing that braun's cash in failed i guess that's a failed cash in right it is 100% a failed cash-in. And that was my problem with him having that fucking briefcase. Is because you have to come up with new, cool, innovative ways for him to lose. And to me, that's the worst way you can have Braun lose. And, and have him lose the briefcase. It's I th- through that way. I think just really... I think they knew... I don't know how, how... How far do you think they knew in advance that Brock Lesnar was... You know what? They probably had to know after SummerSlam. They had. To, they probably knew after SummerSlam. They, they, probably, they probably knew after SummerSlam because, because he wasn't even announced for anything. Right. Um. The, the, by just the fact he didn't have shirts. Um. Yeah. I think it's just. We, I think the reason why they had him give up the briefcase, so you just don't have that visual, so you kind of like lose the fact that he actually loses the ca- like he's a statistic now of people who just have failed cash-ins. <clears throat> And I don't think they necessarily wanted to pin it on Braun, but it sense you had to like have the match happen in that sort of fashion. So I think that's it's kind of a psychological. We're gonna hand over the briefcase, so this this entire program isn't about cashing in the briefcase. It's literally like I'm now number one contender. That's kind of how it felt, and it's just a losing effort. But they announced Crown Jewel, and they announced that you know. The, the main event of the show will feature Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Yes. Uh, On November 2nd. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Get it, us is September, it is September 19th. <laughs> well, here's the thing. As they get bigger, these, this is not going to be the last time this happens. They could have a Japan show in a couple months that is the same thing. And There's two pay-per-views between this. <laughs> I know. I, I absolutely. And the, and the thing is, there's two pay-per-views between it. 
And uh, one of them is in another country, and one of them is all women. So they're not even really traditional pay per view. And the events. fact, that, and the fact of the matter is, are we expecting Brock Lesnar to show up between now and that actual, you know, Saudi Arabia no, show? Absolutely not. But they they have a very long time to build to this this uh, feud. So like now we know that the Ro- the Roman Braun Dolph Shield thing. That's not going away anytime soon. So people no. should just expect to see them going at each other every single week for at least two months. And that is your raw. <laughs> that's your raw upper card right there. I mean, it's not bad, quite honestly. It's not bad, but it's like you have I've already seen it. Times. Yeah, you've the, seen it between the Rollins and Ziggler and the the McIntyre and then just Roman versus Braun and that kind of having to continue for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we you've definitely seen it. You've seen it all. That that's your that's your top of the card for the foreseeable future. But um, I mean the triple threat. I'm whatever. Like I'm I'm iffy. I'm meh on Crown Jewel just off of Greatest Royal Rumble. Anyway, they announced a World Cup uh, tournament. I'm not sure what that is, but it's exciting uh, for me. I mean, it's a to me, it's something that I wish WWE had done a long time ago. And I think maybe they're capitalizing off of the World Cup in soccer, which has really become this like thing. But yeah. you know, WWE isn't like soccer um <laughs> so i don't fully expect people on their lunch breaks to all gather around at the bar and you know watch cesaro defending switzerland against you know seamus who's defending ireland i don't expect are they, are they gonna have kofi go back to being jamaican <laughs> <Or> maybe from <laughs> ghana <laughs> ghana we have ghana representation now um oh my I'd, God. Be, I'd be more interested if they actually brought in international talent that would be cool. That I, would be cool. If they brought in, if they made this an actual thing to go up against WWE talent, because or I feel bring like in NXT people, bring in, uh, bring in Aleister Black or somebody. You have a lot of NXT people from different countries. I mean, they're doing all these tryouts. I don't know if they're ready for just, you know, for, first, I don't know how this tournament is going to be held. I don't know this World Cup tournament is all going to be held on the same night. Is it going to be held, you know, preliminary rounds on Raw or SmackDown or something along those lines? I guess we'll determine that in the upcoming weeks. But it will be great if they bring in these outside talent. I know there's a lot of people in the PC from different countries. They're doing a tryout in Chile next month. Um, they've done tryouts in India and China and, you know, pretty much kind of all over the place. So, you know, you have that sort of representation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I mean, as, as we said, uh, the top, the top overall this week was all about the shield and, uh, Baron Corbin versus Braun, all these people you had Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a match. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you. Didn't bother it's, with it. No, I mean, here's the thing to me. I watched, you know, I watched the main event it kind of gotten it kind of went down as like they uh, very much so chaotic like the last couple of weeks where you know the dogs of war come down and they get involved and then the shield comes down and they get involved and it's a bunch of distraction finishes until you know roman eventually spears and retains his championship i mean that's kind of the story of baron corbin um he's a loser I, that's the story he's i thought it was the exciting ending i thought it was exciting i thought it was something that's just like it's it, it, it's a lot more there's a lot of things going on in a lot more frantic pace which i thought was great yeah yeah i heard it was very attitude era you also had seth rollins and Dolph Ziggler for like the 18th time uh for the ic title which i guess this closes the loop on that ever happening again uh and you had you had dean ambrose taking his first l confusingly to uh dean ambrose i don't know if i would have done that because he just got back but i, I guess he has to lose sometime um 
Yeah, I mean, he has to lose some time. And quite honestly, Dean Ambrose is kind of, he's over. He's over like Rover. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It didn't hurt him at all. So yeah. it, it worked. It worked. Uh, the Undertaker returned. They said it was a rare appearance by the Undertaker, even though he was just in the show like three weeks ago. But yeah, he, really. he returned. He returned on the on the. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't a huge fan of this promo. I don't like the fact that he was just like you're gonna have HBK in your corner, so I'm gonna have Kane. And I was just like, is this what we doing? The, the, <laughs> is this what we doing? Like, I don't. Kane isn't like a corner guy. I don't know. I don't ever remember like. But they're stacking this feud. They're really stacking it. Yeah, they they are. All all signs are pointing to pointing to Shawn Michaels actually coming out of retirement. The big rumor right now is that Shawn will come back in Saudi Arabia, and that's going to be one of the big shows. And it's going to be a tag team match. What I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what they're saying. So DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. <sighs> We're not, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's not confirmed yet. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, quite on, uh, again, I go with my, you know, you, you asked a couple of weeks ago whether Sean coming out of retirement. I don't think he will. I don't think he will ever. Um, Kane is mayor. I, I don't think he should be wrestling anyway. Um, <laughs> just, you know, to keep the citizens, you know. <laughs> the man broke his leg <laughs> while running for mayor. It's like, we don't need no more problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, cool that's, if they get that. But I, I can't say that I'm too excited about the the idea of Shawn Michaels just coming back for a tag match. That just seems. But I mean, the Saudi money. If the Saudi money brought him back, hey, get the Saudi bag, bro. Listen, that oil. All right, let me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not gonna say it. You know what? It, it is. What it is. If Shawn Michaels comes back for the Saudi bag, I'm gonna be very, very. <laughs> I'm gonna look at him sideways. I really am. I really am. Well, you might as well start the sideways look right now. <laughs> Uh, Nia Jax, Nia Jax returned on, on this episode of, of Raw. Uh, again, I guess that's really all I got to say about it, but yeah, she came back. Nia Jax is back. Um, Ronda's, what is, how do you feel about Ronda's open challenge segment and the, and the slow, slow build to this Nikki Bella turn? It's so slow. Just, just sock just the bitch in the face. Come on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that lovingly. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, if we're going to do this turn, don't preface it by six weeks of being friends. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like, how, how are we going to get here? How are we getting here? I mean, I think they're planning for the, the super showdown, which, you know, is before this. But I think maybe the turn comes after the super showdown. Sure, I, I thought that I thought Ronda's promo was shaky as fuck. I don't know what she was, what was happening with her this week. But um, well, they put her in the ring alone. Um, yeah, I mean, she's not. She's 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 a, she's a I, talk. I also hate the Alexa was was a strong opponent. I'm like, bro, she tried to fucking end your career. <laughs> How did you feel about that match going as long as it did? It went too long. I understand you want to you want to uh, you want to actually show different sides of Ronda and everyone. Like they're trying to show different sides of her in every one of her matches. Yeah. So they want to show the selling of of her in this match, and they want to they and they still want to keep Alexa strong because she. And actually, we didn't even report on this, but Alexa's injured. But they also wanted to keep Alexa strong because she has she has Trish. She has in, Trish in, in a couple of weeks. But, um, I mean, listen, I, I think that the whole the whole point is that Ronda is the queen right now. And you really want her to get over. But my thing is, in, in, a lot, in a lot of ways, you don't want to have her squash people. But she already beat Alexa in a shorter amount of time last month. 
Right. Like this shouldn't have made this match like 12 minutes. Like, come on. Like it was way too long. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, or well, I turned my legs on. And, uh, Sorry, I couldn't find a contract matching, I don't think. See? To see your contract. See, this, I have to stop doing this podcast around my uh, <laughs> my Amazon device. I can't say the name again. But um, <laughs> I think that, like, you know, you, you want to keep her strong, but at, at the end of the day, like, the match shouldn't have went that long, man. I, I just thought it was it was very backwards in the way that they booked that match. But, I mean, it, it was still solid. I, don't, I didn't hate it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh uh, the the biggest thing I want to talk about, um, we always talk about Bobby Lashley. <laughs> the man of the hour is here. <laughs> Leo Rush has ale- apparently been called up from Two Hundred Five Live. I did not even know that was a thing, but Leo Rush is now uh, a member of the Monday Night Raw crew. He is officially teamed up with Bobby Lashley, and he had a tremendous segment with Elias which got the pop of the night for Elias asking whose kid was that. You also, you also put Leo in the mix with Kevin Owens and Elias in his first night, and he actually got offense off. He was not made to look like a fucking goof. Listen, the fact, the mere fact he got offense in, it's powerful. A 205 guy. Not even Enzo used to get offense on these guys. It's, it's powerful. The fact that he just got offense in. Um, man, you know what? Very proud of Leo. Leo's very, very cool, man. The the moves that he pulled off on Monday night, I think that's a great sort of um, first impression when you're talking about in front of the WWE audience because you gave them something like, whoa, this guy can really, you know, do some things. And he's a funny guy. He's hilarious. He's fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. So at the point, it's like when he comes on television, you don't want to turn away. Um, Pairing him with Bobby Lashley, it's great for Bobby Lashley. It's great for Leo Rush. I can't think of anything sort of wrong with this. Yeah, I, I, I think you know what he actually got Bobby. He got Bobby a reaction, and I think he won the crowd over too. Like a crowd that was not really sure who he was. It's the it's his delivery, man. I've been saying it for weeks. This guy's delivery. I fucking die laughing as soon as he starts talking. Listen, it's really Bobby good. Lashley. <laughs> My man's killing it. Leo Rush is killing it, for real. He's killing it, and I want to see where this goes. But, I mean, it, this is a big loss for 205 Live, if it is uh, a loss for them. He wasn't, and spoilers, I'm sorry, but he was supposed to go up against Noam Dar this week, and that match actually did not happen. Mm. So, I mean, all signs are pointing to the fact that he might just be full-time on Raw at this point. And, I mean, all f- I'm, I'm good. I mean, that's good for him. And I also think this kind of leads more credence to the fact that 205 Kind of needs a shakeup right now. I think they need to bring some talent up from from NXT into Two Hundred Five Live and, and give that brand a new roster. Hopefully not Gargano, right? Uh, no, not not Gargano. I, th- I think he's he's stuck there for the time being. I don't I don't see Gargano leaving until twenty nineteen. Honestly, he he's been there for a while. Yeah, I think you know. I think they definitely the brand definitely needs a shakeup. Quite honestly, I mean it's been kind of stagnant. I, I would seek out a, a new star to sign. Quite honestly, like come on, how is it that we haven't done that yet? You had a, you had a whole tournament full of incredibly amazing people. Well, they, I mean, a lot of them didn't sign though. That's the thing. Right. Like, a lot of those guys. But the thing is, a lot of the guys they signed on two hundred five weren't top guys where they got them from. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so like they're, they they would go for top guys right now. And I don't think that it makes any sense for any of the junior heavyweights like Zack Sabre or anything from New Japan. Well, they can't get Zack Sabre because he signed, but it wouldn't make sense for them to go to WWE right now. They True. can get so much more money. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure by the top of 2019, 
uh, Marty Skrull will probably be banging uh, Paul's line <laughs> trying to get a job. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that was raw. Any, any other spare notes from there? I think there was a Gable, a Chad Gable squash match, which never happens. And I don't know if anyone cared about. But I mean, happened. Dana Brooke got squashed. Uh, <laughs> let's see. That I'm, I, hey, I'm glad they're giving Dana Brooke singles matches, man. I, shout out to her for actually improving. I think she's actually gotten better. Uh, no comment. You can't. <laughs> we want talent meals. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Okay, bro. I think All she right. needs to. I think you know. I don't know, man. I don't want to say anything too hurtful. So uh, let's let's just move on to SmackDown. Let's do uh, that. Another another excellent show. I think SmackDown hasn't missed uh, in about three months at this point. Daniel Bryan and Miz go full Memphis on this show. In the, in the opening segment, we had Miz TV with Maurice, who was just fucking excellent in her role here. Uh, and then it goes to a part where Daniel Bryan comes out, says, don't talk about my wife. Uh, and then he starts. I assume Brie Bella wasn't there out of shame for losing to literally. <laughs> in the time. She lost to a cover. It was, hey, man. it was, was surprised. The it was it was like leverage or physics or just something just like oh my god maurice didn't do a single move in the match it was she she was surprised bro she was surprised (laughs) let her stay on raw uh yeah so i mean Darren Bryan and and the miz are brawling he accidentally hits maurice who fakes an injury that leads uh the miz to attack brian from behind completely memphis tv stuff Uh, i really loved it how could you ever think that Brian was being wasted in this role? I think he's having the time of his life in this feud. He's got to be. I mean, he's got to be at this point. I mean, the feud is everything. The feud is really what's been built up since his return. And I think this is probably his big, his most high-profile feud since returning. Um, and it's just, you know, I think this is when you have these sort of roles for these superstars that maybe perhaps you don't want to make WWE champion. But they are a big star who can sort of, you know, be featured on you know Monday night or Tuesday nights or however they this you you put them in long feuds like this and you give them you keep their brand strong and you keep their you know their energy level up like it's a it's just a great combination for you know Daniel Bryan and, and the Miz and now it's official on TV it's official at least we've known this for at least a month but Daniel Bryan will be facing uh, the Miz at Super Showdown uh, number one contender ship on the line for the WWE title. I'm very excited for this. That's a big time I, match. I love the reveal because the match kind of just spoke for itself. Yeah. It, I mean, we we knew it. They just didn't announce it on TV. Right. You, they put up the graphic. They saw Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. The crowd even reads like number one contender WWE championship. And they're like excited. Yeah. Like it's the key thing of like, yo, the match is selling itself. You didn't even need Tom Phillips to just be like, you know, oversell it you didn't need anything it, it just kind of at this point you, when you have daniel bryan in the Miz in the ring it kind of just sells itself give him 20 minutes in, in melbourne and i promise you it will either be Miz's best match or it will probably be the match of the show uh, who do you think is going to win because we didn't pick maurice and Miz. i don't think anyone picked maurice and Miz to actually win this I, I know and, and that's such a great wrinkle because i think that and we're getting ahead of ourselves but i think that if brian wins this you you have to you have to give Miz the rumble, right? Yeah. yeah or it, it has it has to be some situation where Brian where the Miz where the Miz comes after Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Yeah. If okay. if we're going with that, like, there, there has to be some situation because the thing is, 
you want to build up the losses for Brian to put some doubt that he will actually win the title for Miz. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm thinking Miz will win. But if Brian wins and it's 2-1 or whatever, then you can kind of work. You can still work with it there, but it, it becomes a little bit more difficult because it's like, does he interfere with Brian winning the title and then win it for himself? Or does it become like a little three-way feud, which I think works a lot better in that situation if Brian does win? Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how they build it up and by the time Super Showdown we do our, our prediction show we'll have we'll have a better answer for you guys. Um, Rusev, listen, let you talk about this. Rusev Day is canceled. You talk about it. You you've been calling it for months. Rusev Day is canceled. Uh, the 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 major the mega powers explode. Like I don't know what else <laughs> to say about this. Like listen, the man Aiden English has costed Rusev costed has cost Rusev a chance at the tag team titles, the WWE title, <laughs> the United States title. I don't know how you didn't see this coming. <laughs> well, but, I, I didn't want it to happen. I think we talked about this, like when we, when we were um, talking about uh, almost being a face, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, you know, Rusev is a face, blah, blah. Now it's official. Rusev is officially a face in this feud. All right, and it was official weeks ago, my friend. <laughs> it was not official. It, it, it was it wasn't official at the time of us talking about it, and I never said anyway. We'll, we'll, right. we'll get off of that. Um, <laughs> but you know, the big the big thing here is that okay, it happened. Now what? <laughs> so you yeah, got Rusev the English feud, man. We got the feud of a century. <clears throat> yeah, it's like now what? It's, it's you like, know what? I, I like the sort of prelude to it. I like the. The fact that um, Aiden English kind of went off backstage before it actually happens. You could kind of like, yo, he know, we know something he doesn't know. Like, da 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 I kind of like... When is it going to happen? And when is it, it going to snap? Right. So I think they could have played that out a little bit longer. Um, but eventually maybe Rusev would have seen SmackDown or something. I don't know if he watches it on YouTube <laughs> or something. Yeah, but, he would have saw SmackDown and been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but the fact that it, you know... The fact that it happened, I'm, I'm kind of glad. Listen, it gives Aiden English a second life. By all means, he should have been a guy after the Vaudevillains broke up that, you know, wouldn't have been anything. Uh, would have been a jobber. Would have been in a Ty Dillinger role where it's like you're wondering, like, if he's on SmackDown or not. And maybe it could happen in the future. You never know. But it's, uh, it's giving him a chance on SmackDown where you never really seen him have any sort of opportunity before. Even on NXT. I mean... You know, you had the singing gimmick on NXT, but where did that go? I I, I like the beatdown. I I thought Lana's over the top <laughs> screen was, was was really good. I like it. I like you know what? I like the feud. I like the feud just because it's it just highlights two different stars on the roster. I don't know how good the match will be. Um, it, it's gonna happen on SmackDown. <laughs> what? <laughs> no Super Showdown. No crown jewel? Uh, fuck no. What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying to me right now? How I'm no saying, I'm saying this is leading up to a pay-per-view match. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you have, you have crown jewel. You're building up to this, you know, not crown jewel, super showdown. It's going to need a, a few matches on the card. Come on. Rusev Day. The, the, turn, the that, big... turn that down. <laughs> Oh turn, my god. Turn that shit down. Nobody was, wants to see that. You, right. Except for you. Except it for might, you. I'm I'm interested because I like seeing the little guy get an opportunity. And speaking of opportunities, uh we had Andrade Cien Almas getting another opportunity to AJ Styles. 
Uh, once again, I thought he was going to win. I really thought he was going to win. I think a lot of people did. I don't think a lot of people were upset that he did not win this match because of the way the finish happened. The finish was fucking spectacular. And mm-hmm. you can probably see gifts of that on, online right now. But um, they gave him two segments. There was like two commercial breaks here. Almost continues to perform at such a high level for these TV matches that it is, I do not think it will be long before he has a title or is in a very important storyline. I'll say that. Man, they're just waiting for Ray Mysterio to come back. <laughs> I, I think I mean you know if that's what it is that's what it is they could they could have him t- like tangle with the top guys like he's going my thing is this he's going to beat one of these guys one week yeah either it, whether it be Brian whether it be AJ he's going to beat one of them one week and right. that's what it's building to so he's right now zero and one against Brian and zero uh, and two against AJ. Those are the yeah. top two faces on the show. He's gonna win one of these matches. I mean, he's he's being Rusev, he's being Sin Cara, a very game Sin Cara. Um, he's kind of shown. I think it's you know just the fact that we're seeing him every week and he loses these matches, but he's still getting these high profile matches. You know, it's a it's a showing. They they really do believe in him. He's one of the yeah. best. He's one of the best workers in the world right now. Quite honestly. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I really, really love the match. I really liked AJ in the match as well. Not not taking it almost lightly and saying that in his promo and saying as such, they're, they're, they're being very, like, like I said, like they're very careful about the verbiage and the way that they push certain guys. Mm-hmm. You see that with almost where it's like they don't, even when he loses these matches, they don't have him go out and, and do something stupid, you know, like even, right. even that one episode where, where he bookended the show and, and started the show where, you know, th- that was very, very, very uh, clear that they wanted him to look like somebody and look like a star there. And, and I really think it's, they were doing a really great job with Andrade after the first awkward six weeks where he wasn't on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something that I'm very confused about is where, where, where's Randy Orton going? Like, who's his next victim? I, I look at the, the SmackDown roster. I, I don't see. Unless they're talking about our truth, I don't. I don't see a victim here. Um, that's a good question that I ask myself. Um, you know, gosh, New Day are tag team champions. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we haven't seen a we haven't seen a Randy Orton versus the New Day, you know, type of deal. We've seen him against Kofi. We haven't really seen him against Biggie and Xavier. I thought that would been, you know, a nice little combination. Um. <sighs> I mean, he could try and play divide and conquer on the team. I mean, that could be a, a cool little storyline there, but I, I don't know. New Day has the bar. I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it's kind of like, where do we go from here? Where do we go with Randy Orton? I like the new sadistic streak, but it's like, do you have him go against Nakamura, who's doing very well as like the, the heel that only shows up once a month? But, mm-hmm. you know, they barely, both of them barely show up. They'd have to be on TV every week. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 have AJ Styles who's in this feud with Samoa Joe, and quite honestly, it could still be AJ Styles. You never know. Actually, um, you know, you know what I would do? I would I keep Randy off TV until AJ loses the belt. Have yeah. a have AJ be that victim, and then have Orton come out to help him lose the title to Miz. I think Orton with that huge gash down his leg is probably now in no condition to compete anyway. Um, but. Or those studded belt marks. <laughs> oh yeah, that was sick, man. Come on. He's got style. He got a stylish injury. Ugh, studded God. belt marks. Who <laughs> still wears studded belts? Come on, Jeff. Jeff Harvey. Um, 
I really, you know, I don't know where we can see this kind of going. I mean, the, well, he, he molested a production guy this week on SmackDown, and I, I don't want that to be the last time we see him for a couple of weeks. It's kind of where, where does he go? I mean, he has to be a super showdown. So does he? <laughs> does he really have to be a super showdown? Uh, I'd be fine with him not being there. He wasn't as he wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble. I don't think they know where Randy Orton's quite going yet. I think they have an idea of maybe an AJ Styles, maybe a Randy, maybe a Daniel Bryan. Um, what would piss people off is if uh, he got Rey Mysterio first. I think that would piss people off. Um, you know, I think it might be Daniel Bryan. That's a great... Actually, Daniel Bryan after Super Showdown? Yeah. That would be perfect. That would give or That would give Bryan something to do while Miz and AJ have their thing, and then you come back to that after January. Right. I'm with it. I, I like that booking. That's Plus, they booking. always have great matches with one another. Absolutely. Um, he manages... Daniel Bryan brings out, like, the worker and Randy Orton. Um, which usually... So does Christian. So does Christian. Christian yeah. brought up. I mean, Christian, to me, one of the unsung wrestlers, I'm, I'm Christian Hive, man. Like, <laughs> I think a little, Christian is, like, one of the greatest, you know... You were one of the few. I'm, <laughs> oh, come on. I can't be the few. Um, shout out to the Christian Hive, wherever you are, all four of us. All four of you. Uh, let, let's talk about the main event segment, uh, which is decidedly not PG as well. Uh, Becky Lynch, her coronation uh, was, was, put, was put down in the main event. She called out Charlotte. They had a pretty, pretty great promo here. And you got a little bit more into the mind, or not even the mind, but in the the, pro, the process that they have of what they're doing with, with Becky Lynch right now. You sure? Because I I didn't get that, but I want to hear how you what you your interpretation on this segment. They are again, like I said earlier in the show, they're tapping into. You don't to be a good person. You don't always have to be plucky and. Uh, slap baby's hand, not slap baby's hand, kiss babies and slap people's hands like. She is he. She is essentially a tweener in the sense of what people loved in the late nineties. She didn't shit on the fans. Mm-hmm. She didn't really shit on Paige either. She just said Paige, I didn't really need all this. I just wanted Charlotte. Yeah. Her whole goal is to prove that she's better than Charlotte Flair. How is she a bad guy here? She's not stepping on anyone else's toes. They've completely reeled back the the bitterness. It doesn't come off as bitterness now. It comes off as you were in my you were in my I was in your shadow. And look what happens when I can come out of your shadow. One-on-one, I beat you clean. She beat her clean. I do not think this is as defined in black and white as people are making it. It is definitely gray. Yeah, it's 100% gray. That kind of like, it's why my interpretation of it, and, and I'm watching it now, the actual beatdown part of it now, but my interpretation of it is kind of like, I'm not sure what we're going for here. It ain't heel. It's not heel, because I really don't think she's kind of... She just kind of hates Charlotte or hate what she represents or hate what opportunity that she took from her, which is quite honestly anybody. Yeah, it's relatable. But she isn't shitting on the fans, but she isn't like doing anything completely underhanded, too. You see that Charlotte came for her and then Charlotte just got washed. Um, But that's very important, too. The fact that Charlotte got washed. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not sure. I mean, I know the rematch is coming at Super Showdown. Um I just don't know. To me, ah, I need to see Becky Lynch to believe this is just like this badass character. I need to see in the context of something else because it's clear that 
Charlotte is a face for now. Well, they they think that she they want her to be the traditional face. I think what you what you really need to see is someone clearly defined a clearly, like a clearly defined. defined turn. Right. I think I think it's coming. I think you know. I think the fact what 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 would you say to Charlotte saying, looking at the fans and saying, "I've been trying to be the good person this whole time, and all you guys have done is cheer Becky. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck her over." You know, that's the that's the heel turn. But at that point, that at this point, that hasn't come yet. I mean, maybe we're building towards that, just for me with Becky Lynch continuing to beat down and continuing to get the best of you know um, Charlotte. But I think I don't know. It's just it's weird because. Charlotte is clearly the face in this, and Becky is kind of, you know, undefined. But just that, this the, is, is, what what would you have been? What would you have thought if you lived through Stone Cold and Bret Hart in '96? Uh, you know, I don't know. I kind of wish I had that sort of context in my mind because yeah. I didn't live through it. Um, like, because at that time it was, I mean, essentially Austin had been fucking with the faces and the heels right and but he wasn't he was aligned with nobody and you, you know you can't, you, you, can't, you can't really do that now but it's like that's just an example mm. you're beginning to see though and maybe we'll see that in the upcoming weeks and maybe they're using that as sort of a blueprint for this but you're beginning to see and you know growing up to that feud brett was kind of getting very you know frustrated frustrated he was getting kind of antsy he had that beef with vince mcmahon he had you know he was getting he was wondering why and he didn't realize and that's why i thought you know it would have been very interesting to see brett in sort of the attitude era full-fledged because he was being phased out his type of old school mentality was being phased out by the new school and these rebels and stuff like that and it's, it's kind of it's kind of like mirroring the charlotte versus becky thing but we're not really seeing you know charlotte really whine about anything at least not yet Um, but you would agree you would agree that uh it's not a heel turn (laughs) it's not a heel turn it's not a heel turn she is she is becky she is not she's not she doesn't have any she doesn't have the strong heel characteristics that wwe usually try to push down your throat i mean she won clean at hell in a cell yeah, that should sure. be a major indication. I mean, usually in these type of matches, we, we've seen it with you know the Carmella, and we've seen it with a lot of things. So people kind of take the underhanded route to end up winning these matches. She beat Charlotte, you know, clean and picked her apart for a lot of that match. Like, right, just picked her apart, and you know, you have the angle there that she knows her better than anybody. I think having a few with two people that just want to be better than than everyone or better than each other is perfectly fine. Again, like you said, she didn't grab the tights on Sunday. She, she beat her fair and square in the middle of the ring. Um, and then was like, fuck you and walked away. I I I would look, but no, I just kind of, I I would love to see the intensity sort of ramped up. And I mean, I think we're getting there, but just, I like the way the story's going. I really like the way the story's going. I've, I kind of want to see the intensity like really ramped up. Like I think we're at an eight right now, and I would like to see it like at a twelve. Well, like uh, we we have two weeks till Melbourne, Australia. Um, right. It's I a, would I'd imagine we get a contract signing or something in between this. You know what I mean? If they want to prove to me, if they want to prove, you know, I don't know. Melbourne, Australia. Do you give Charlotte back the title? No. No. You would kind of play into who's the better person if you're like, okay, at any time these two can be beaten. You you play into 
you play into I I really don't think that Charlotte should have won it at SummerSlam. You know? Because yeah. I knew I always said this, if you're gonna make her transitional, why didn't you just have her lose it anyway? But again, I get that she had to win it in order for the story to have the escalation to the eight that you're talking about now. Yeah. It had to escalate to the eight. Cause if she if Becky had won it and just turned, it would have been like, uh why would, why would you do that? Becky is now, she's going to be over as fuck in Australia. Mm-hmm. They have the potential to really do something big in turning Charlotte there. I think you have Charlotte not do that and you go into it with a fully healed, like you go into the next year with a fully healed Charlotte. I, I need, yeah. get, her away, get her away from the belt, I think, more than anything. Get her away from the belt. I, I don't think she needs the belt right now. She really doesn't. It didn't hurt her in any way to, to lose the belt in the first place. But as far as giving her the belt back after two weeks, I don't think that that – it will kill Becky's momentum, and I don't think that they're in the business of doing that right now. They've mm-hmm. never – they've really never really done anything like that. She's not Kalisto, you know? Like she's, they've yeah. never really done anything like that before to, to anyone that they really thought that they had something in. It's just kind of interesting to see where this entire thing is going to go because it's a, it's it's the most shades of gray feud that you know I think they've ever done with the women. I think we're nervous. I think we're, we're I'm, nervous. I'm nervous too because <laughs> considering you're a WWE fan, a lifetime fan, you kind of know how this ends. Yeah. You kind of usually know how it ends, and by the mere fact that Becky won, it's kind of it's strange. You know what I'm saying? Because right. in any other sort of you know, feud like this, Charlotte still, you know, wins a victory and, and Becky just gets madder. It's well, kind of what happened. My thing. Here's my thing too. Do you, do you waste Charlotte and Ronda Rousey at, at Survivor Series or do you just do Becky and Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series? That's so, my big thinking. So there's a, to me, there's another. That's a big wrinkle in this too, to why I don't think she's going to win that title back. I mean, there's two pay-per-views. Between now, evolution. evolution and Super Showdown. Oh, so so you would say that you would say either okay, so Charlotte wins it back in, in Australia, Becky wins it back at Evolution, right? But that might that might diminish the actual character work that Becky has done. It might literally be like, oh, Charlotte was actually the better person all along, and if they make it a gimmick match, not really, because it, it could be they could do a screw finish with somebody's legs under the rope. Yeah, which which we would hate, but I think we would hate, but it would give Becky a little bit more attitude in her engine to say like I was screwed over in this match, and you people are supporting Charlotte Flair again because I uh, always love Charlotte. Well, no, there's not gonna be a heel turn, Mills. There's not gonna be a heel turn there. No, I mean it's not a heel turn, but it's like everything is against me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you get all the opportunity, you get all the shade. Even the rules don't apply to you. Don't or you double. understand how privileged you are? What about a double pin? A double pin. Hmm. And, and I'll show you. Yeah, no, I could see no that. Winner, no winner in it. Evolution has to be a winner. It's, it's going to be submission match or something like that. I could see that even to the point where like both women like get knocked out or get exhausted or something. Just something. It just needs, I think it needs just an extra oomph. Like I need, I need the dial turned up a little bit more. So you don't think this is like the best, I think this is the best storyline going right, right now. I, I look forward to this every week. This is what they should have done with Bailey and Sasha. Um, it's way better. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
it's a it's a very good it's interesting because there's so much shades of gray in all of this and it's it's just it takes away from the normal you know wwe trope of like women hating women be hating women because women are all jealous of each other you know what i'm saying right and i, I told actually that's actually ironic because i told my my girlfriend this last night she was like do all wwe storylines with women just about how women hate each other and i was like well, yeah, but this is different because it's not a, this isn't a women be crazy type thing. This is something that everyone can relate to. It's someone who has, and even she, she figured it out. She was like, oh, it's about, I was like, it's about her taking her spot. And she was like, oh, because she's the, the daughter, she's the daughter of Ric Flair. And I was like, that's part of it right there. She's right. the daughter of Ric Flair. She keeps getting these opportunities and Becky gets none. And she was like, oh, I like Becky, you know? And it, it, that made sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I think Becky is connecting more than a surface level with people she's connecting on like a, a social level with people there's people that you know like that at your job you know right and that's why i think that you don't pull the trigger on her heel turn you keep her the way she is and you let her rock with that let her want to be the best but then it's like so that kind of changes the course of everything you know what i'm saying you have this this major hot red hot you know like becky lynch right so it's kind of like, all right, do we continue doing this even though the plan is still Charlotte? The plan, the plan is isn't. The plan isn't the Charlotte. Planet, Charlotte and Ronda. She doesn't have to go SmackDown for that, Mil. No, no, I understand. But the plan is still that. But how do you like, do you give up the opportunity in sort of highlighting Becky Lynch, who becomes literally the hottest woman in the country? I mean, she is right now. The hottest woman in the country. What <laughs> country? Hottest woman in the company and cool her off by giving her some like, you know, this kind of like B side feud in exchange for like Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. Because now you are thinking like, yo, maybe it's Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey that we should really be looking forward to. No, that, I mean, they're kind of giving her the spot right now by having her beat Charlotte clean. Not a lot of, no, but I'm like keeping, keeping the momentum going like past this actual feud. Becky Lynch is going to be hot. Do we really like when this feud is over, do we want to continue to build the story of Becky Lynch? Kind of like what yeah. they did with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what they're doing. She's the hottest thing in the company right now. Like that's no, what they, that is what they're doing. But in, I think it's more so in the context of like, in the Charlotte flair, I'm it's saying, after. The, no, no, no. I'm saying like after the, expense, the sh- it's, it's at the expense of Charlotte more than anything right now. Charlotte looks like an idiot. I'm saying after the Charlotte flair thing though, like, where does it go? Where does Becky Lynch go after the Charlotte Flair thing? You know what I'm ideally, saying? Ideally, at Survivor Series, she would face Ronda if they're doing champion versus champion. And after right. that, you, you, could, you, could give her, you could give her Asuka. You could give her literally anybody on the roster. Because she has no defined thing. She could go against anybody. I just think... She, that story is going to be fine because no, she, no, no. The story she's is a fine. character. She's a character that there, that is not like anyone else on any show right now. I agree. And if she becomes one of the hottest acts in the company, do we continue to capitalize on that by giving her these high profile moments? Yes, say, they're doing say, that. Let's say she loses the championship to Charlotte. Let's say she loses the championship to Charlotte. Do we have Becky? Okay, she's really hot. Like we keep, do we have her win the Rumble? 
Do we no. have her do that type of things? I don't think they're gonna do that. But if they did have her lose the title, what are you talking about? Like lose it fine, like in the in the blow off? Yeah, essentially. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm saying like, how do we continue keeping this momentum? You've got this Becky Lynch who is very hot, very white hot, like one of the most talked about people in the company right now. And how do you continue to maintain that white hotness without it sort of you know petering out? Like they kind of normally do. You had the summer of Braun last year. Where you Braun keep was, her, you keep her as champ. You let her keep having these great matches like she did on Sunday. You keep her champ, but you put her against women that people did not think that she was good enough to be to go against. Like if she does get Ronda in November, that automatically raises her stakes because she's doing the press with Ronda at that point. Let me let me compare it to this then, and maybe this will because be, it's not going to be Charlotte and no, Ronda no, Survivor Series. No, no, no. I understand. I, I understand. I understand. Let me compare it to this then. You had the summer of CM Punk, where CM Punk was the hottest thing in the company. And then he won the WWE Championship. But he was never the focal point. It was always in subsidiary to John Cena or The Rock or anything like that. And they moved on. And they had this big match between John Cena at The Rock at WrestleMania. And he was not the main event, even though he was a WWE champion. You kind of have a similar situation where if you keep Becky as champion and you have Ronda versus Charlotte, that is the headliner. Whether it that's has to in, that's in April. That's in April. No, no, no. I understand. I understand. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, But you're, we're I'm, speaking of something that I'm we don't speaking so far, right? I'm speaking very, very far <laughs> in existence. But I'm just saying, like, yo, I think we have something. What I'm saying is, I think we have something special here. And I think they should consider really making a step forward into maintaining this in a big I way. I feel like you're speaking from a pessimistic point of view, though. It's like, if this, if this is the case, every. Um, if this is the case, Becky's getting Ronda first. Mm-hmm. Essentially. So even if that is your main event for Royal Rumble, or not Royal Rumble, but for Survivor WrestleMania, for, for, I'm, I'm saying even if Charlotte Ronda is the plan for, for uh, Mania, Becky's going to get her first. Yeah. So that's automatically, she's automatically put above her right there. No matter what, if she wins or loses, that's her, that's on her right there. Remember how the Brock match raised AJ's uh, stock as well? Right, but Think about that, it. From a, think about that from a short-term standpoint. For who? Whereas AJ, well, was AJ Styles in the actual main event of WrestleMania? It raised his stock to a point where he still has the fucking title. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think to, you're look. I think you're very nervous and like. I'm not nervous. That they're gonna fuck this up. Oh I no! Yes, I'm, I'm that. I think they're gonna fuck this up. I 100% think they're going to fuck this I don't up. Think, I don't think anything that, they, that I've seen in the past month, other than that, other than that promo, the, night, the, the Tuesday after SummerSlam, everything has been great. I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be optimistic here. I do not think they're going to fuck this up. And if it comes back to bite me in the ass in three, four weeks, uh, super, and the That's thing more is... More so she, two months. She, more so yeah, two months. Yeah, two months. Two months. Like, it's like if she loses at... Uh, Melbourne, she's like that doesn't prove anything still. Right. She wins at Melbourne. That's the like that doesn't prove anything still. I just want to see everything that happens post because I think she's an amazing talent and I think she they have this really red hot moment that they never thought they were gonna have. We have we have spoke about Becky Lynch for 20 minutes more than we've ever spoke about her on this show ever. And I think that this this debate has we love we love this character. We love this we we love Becky and I think we want the best for her. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rest and table it on. I think she's going to be fine. I think she's going to do great. And I okay. think that when WrestleMania comes around, she's going to have a high profile match that even if it's not Ronda, it's still going to be important. Yeah. Even if it's not closing the show, she's still going to be a focal point. Cause the thing is they can heat up Charlotte whenever they want to. But the mm-hmm. fact that a lot of this is coming at the expense, Charlotte is getting knocked on her ass every week and she still lost the match. Mm. Not even Oscar did that. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't even give Oscar that. So if they're not giving Oscar that, they're giving Becky that. That shows you that they really feel like they 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 have a lot in her. She closed the show on SmackDown. That's not that's very rare that Becky Lynch closes anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that is our Becky. I was not expecting the Becky debate uh, this week, but we did. We were it. due. We were due for that. We had to do a, a long form <laughs> debate, but we both agree this is not a heel turn. This is something that could be very special. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And that is the A show for our second episode of the day. Made sure to give you something very, very uh, substantial as well as our 2K episode. Make sure you check that out and check out this episode as well, or you're already checking it out. Uh, This week, we have Late Fees on Friday. We're talking about Jim Carrey from 94 to uh, the number 23. That's going to be a really good show. We talk at long form about The Mask, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, uh, the Truman Show, all types of stuff on that episode. It's, it's really, really good. We got two belts coming up this week. We got two belts. Well, we had two belts uh, last Sunday, so two belts is on. Two belts. You can listen to that. We reviewed. Um, we reviewed. God, I gotta stop saying six lakh. We got it. We reviewed <laughs> Black's album. Um, we reviewed everything, and we got another one coming up. It's going to be a major release day on Friday, so you can look forward to two belts. What's coming, coming on Friday? What's going on Friday? Uh, I think is is Lil Wayne supposed to be this Friday? No, it's a Friday. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, but we also had RSPN coming back, and thanks to everybody who checked out that first episode. It is actually still uh, you can still listen to that right now. Uh, Tune in, back. Jesus Christ, please. That is this the best sports. I I don't even listen to sports podcasts. I listen to that shit. So yeah, that just goes to show you. But uh, once again, we we are, we've done this. This is a long week for our for RNC. Check us out RNC Radio Live. Check me out at OG Johnny Five and Meals at M E E L Z TV. Follow that Twitter account at RNC Radio Live, please. Uh, we want to hear more from you guys. We want to hear more about everything you got going on, and make sure you subscribe to us and like our pages as well. Uh, until next time, until next week, uh, A Show Forty Nine. We're we're nearing we're nearing the the five zero man. We're almost there. Almost there. So until next week, I will, I will talk to you guys next week for the latest and greatest in pro wrestling. Uh, see you guys later. Happy Rusev Day.